The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, we have a really, really cool topic cool because it was requested by a listener. And you know, the thing about doing a podcast is on the one hand, it's fun because I just get to kind of tune in and see what wants to come through and share. And you know, it it feels very free when you can kind of do it anytime and in any place and well, not anytime or any place, but usually anytime and usually in this place where my equipment is all set up. But regardless, it's just really nice to have that spontaneity and not having to teach a class, not having to follow any particular agenda, yada, yada. But I think sometimes the sad part about doing a podcast, and it's really it's, it's really joyful for me, so sad is maybe a strong word, but the part that sometimes feels like it's a little missing is you, is the listeners, right? Because when I'm teaching a class or given a Facebook Live or something along those lines, you know, we're, we're in it together and I can see that and I can see people's responses and I can hear their questions right away and I can answer those questions. And there's just, you know, that great energy of interaction. When I do a podcast, particularly a solo episode, right, then it's just up to me to sort of put it out there. And, you know, I can feel your energy, friends, even if, you know, we're not in the same zone, in the same room or in the same Zoom, But it's a different experience, right? Because at least my small mind is not hearing you. Sometimes I really do believe that I do reach out intuitively and connect with so many of you. And I hope you feel that way too. And I hope it feels like a good thing. So anyway, I love hearing from you guys. And I love that I get to answer a question. And the question that I got was, what's your story? And how come you've never shared your story on the podcast? And it's a kind of funny question because I actually think I talk about myself all the time on this podcast. So yeah, if you've listened to all the episodes, you probably can piece together quite a bit of my story. And of course, you know, what is our story anyway, right? It's how we choose to talk about our lives and and the story that we choose to tell. And, And I know for me, the way that I frame my quote unquote story changes all the time based on my perspective and my current level of awareness. But anyhow, I took away from that question. I I got the question uh, maybe about a month ago and I've been mulling it over. 
And tonight, as I was chopping the vegetables for my salad, it occurred to me that a really good take on that particular question that I think a lot of people are curious about is, Victoria, how did you awaken your intuition? And how did you go from being this Ivy League trained psychologist slash overwhelmed mother, because that's where I was at the beginning of my journey, to somebody who, you know, talks to spirit guides for a living? So I thought I would talk a little bit about that and not so much about like the personal story, but we can get to that maybe in another episode, but really that journey that I took towards awakening my intuition. And I think that's something I've talked about a lot on other people's podcasts when I've guested, but I don't think I've talked about it so much here. All right. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about my story and how I came to be someone who, you know, connects with my intuition on a regular basis, both for personal joy and enlightenment and also for the thing that, you know, gets my bills paid. And I'm also going to share that when I share my story, and I think this is important when anyone shares their story, remember, we're all really, really unique. And so just like anything that I share on the show, you always want to take away what resonates with you. And when we hear other people's experiences or stories, some of them are really, really going to be like, oh my gosh, that really resonates. That sounds like me. And other things are not going to fit at all. So be aware of that because I teach what I teach and I share what I share. And I trust that the people that are drawn to me are the ones that are most likely to, you know, really benefit and vibe with the words and the perspective that I share or the way that I, I share things, right? Because uh, that's usually how it goes. But again, you're always in the driver's seat to see what resonates with you and to apply everything uniquely to your own lens and your own experience, okay? Because there's just there's not one way to do this. But anyhow, I'm sure, or I'm not sure, but <laughs> I think maybe you'll get something out of this experience and I get to answer our listeners' questions, so yay. So my story in terms of awakening my intuition comes from a period of time where I was always really connected with my intuition. So that's one thing I know. I know throughout my whole life, there were a couple things that I, I knew about myself, but I didn't really know why they were or what they were called. I knew, for example, that I was very, 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 very in tune with other people's feelings and emotions. And I knew that I could feel what people around me were feeling. I didn't know what it was called. I didn't really know that it was a thing, but you know, I had all sorts of experiences throughout my childhood and I knew that I could feel like my mother's feelings. I one time had a stomach ache when my friend went to the ER with stomach pains. In college, I had an experience with a friend who was having a very difficult life event and I knew that uh, he was struggling and uh, called him at just the right moment. So I always had that thing going on. I didn't know what an empath was called, but I definitely knew I was an empath. And I don't think I knew how overwhelmed I was by my empathic gifts or that it wasn't my job to heal everyone just because I could feel everyone. Um, so that has been something that I have learned over the years, which has helped the other parts of my intuition just expand vastly, which is one of the reasons I love to teach people about getting in control of that empathic gift if you have it so that you're not just you know tuning into the pain channel and you can start to tune into those higher forms of guidance as well and not feel so overwhelmed. And so I always knew I had that ability. I just didn't think of it as intuition. I didn't know what it was called. The other thing that I had as a child going back as far as I can remember is I, I would talk to my special friends and 
sometimes it'd be in, in the form of my stuffed animals, but oftentimes it was trees and rocks and places in my neighborhood that I just felt like they were my friends. They were my special friends. And I, I look back now and I'm pretty darn sure that that was my way as a child of connecting with my spirit guides. And when I was first introduced to my primary guide, I actually remembered him as the one I used to talk to at the bus stop that lived in this particular rock, right? And I'm sure he didn't really live there. <laughs> he's kind of laughing. But that's how I understood it. A rock and a tree, he's reminding me. Yeah, there was a tree too. My parents were really big on the tree. I, I, I think it was the rock. But regardless, I used to sit and I had a great inner world and really spent a lot of time. I was an only child and spent a lot of time in imaginary play. And, you know, I'm pretty darn sure that when I was imagining talking to some of my guides and doing this imaginary work, I was actually connecting with spirit guides. I often tell the story as a child, I used to imagine I was talking to Jesus and I would envision Jesus as this guy. I was raised Jewish, okay? So excuse any blasphemy here and not understanding the Christian religion, but I knew he was the son of God. So I would picture him in this big room with all these controls, <laughs> this big screen. And he was like, you know, I don't know, a ruling the world or whatever. Overseeing the world sounds better than ruling, right? But anyhow, and that was another kind of imaginative play. And I know nowadays this formerly Jewish girl, and again, I wasn't really brought up with any formal religion, but that was sort of my cultural background. I really count Jesus and that whole energy as, as one of my guides. So it kind of makes sense looking back at that. So people might say, well, did you have a big spiritual understanding? I would say no. I wasn't brought up with any kind of religious background, and spirituality was not something that was really discussed in my family. But at the same time, I think like most kids, you know, you feel into the interconnectedness of all things. You feel into there has to be something bigger than me. You feel into the joy of life, the animals, the trees, the rocks, the breeze, the sunshine. Uh, you feel that. And so I think as a child, I was very tuned in in that respect. I also, as a child, had some psychic experiences that were not so pleasant. A couple times in my life, I saw things, images that were uncomfortable. Uh, you could call them hallucinations, uh, once auditory, and a couple times visual. And I do believe that I was seeing some kind of energy or entity that was that was in my space, and it did not make me comfortable. And so I think I shut that one down. And I think that's something else that happens with a lot of really highly intuitive kids. If it doesn't land well, or there's not a framework for understanding it, or it scares us, or it scares someone else around us, we can tend to shut it down, right? Because it doesn't fit into the neat little box of, of how we've been taught to understand reality. And you know, sometimes without that guidance and support, it can feel a little uncomfortable. And again, I don't think I ever had the overt experience of, I probably did. Most kids have the experience of getting a hit around something, an intuitive feeling, like a parent or a friend, you know, they pick something up and then the person says, no, 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 that's not true. I'm sure that happened to me. I don't remember. Um, but I do remember being a little overwhelmed and afraid of some of the things that I picked up. And I just remember being overwhelmed in general because I was just a highly sensitive child. The last gift that I think I've had all my life, and I remember people saying was the ability to kind of just say the right thing at the right time and to sometimes say things in a way that seemed really wise for my age. 
And I think that's the ability that I have now and many of us have, us older souls or brighter souls or however you want to think about it. And remember, all souls are created equal and we're all beautiful emanations of the divine. Don't forget that. But those of us that are maybe more on the light worker path or whatever you want to call it, I would just always naturally kind of tune in and just share wisdom about things. And I just seem to know things that, you know, I didn't know how I knew them, but I knew them. And I think I knew things about the world too and the psychic world and the spirit world as well. I remember my mother was sort of into going to psychics. And I remember uh, she used to see this one psychic and I remember asking myself or having a conversation, I guess it was internal, I don't know if I had it with somebody else, but you know, well, how can a psychic tell the future if we have free will, right? And suddenly the answer was very clear to me that someone who is has the gift of precognition is just tuning into the most likely probable future, you know, based on how things are flowing now. And it made perfect sense to me. And it it still makes perfect sense to me. But again, I think that was my intuition and my connection to that broader understanding. And friends, the way I understand intuition, and this I know I have said on the show, but I'll say it again, it can border on psychic gifts for sure. And it's really fun and exciting when it does. But really, our intuition is just our connection to our higher self, to our soul, to our spiritual knowing. And it's that inner GPS that guides us. Whatever your mission, purpose, and task in life is, your intuition is getting you there. And, you know, sometimes that will be giving guidance to other people. Sometimes that will be, you know, going right instead of going left. You know, sometimes that will be finding yourself meeting a particular person, right? We get guidance on all aspects of our path. Sometimes that's if you're a shoemaker, you know, coming up with a really cool innovation in how we make shoes, right? It's really infinite the way that our soul communicates with us and the way that we can use our intuition to be, you know, more of a vessel, a conduit for expressing the full range of what our soul would like to express here on earth. And to me, that's what intuition is about. It's about facilitating that divine connection more and more and more. But as a child, right, and I, I definitely did not have that perspective, but, you know, a part of me knew, and probably those of you listening, a part of you knew as well. So the other thing is, as a child, I always had a really pretty big sense of mission and purpose. And again, I didn't think spirit or anything, but like, I remember even in college, and from about the time I was you know, 13 or 14, I knew I wanted to write personal development books and do popular psychology, which is not so far away from what I'm doing now here with this podcast when you think about it. But also everything I studied in college, everything just seemed to have a theme and it all seemed to fit together. And I remember wanting to design my own major in college and going to a professor. I may have talked about this before on the show, but I'm going to talk about it again. I went to my professor and I said, you know, I want to design my own major and here are all the elements that I want. And I said, I'd like to do psychology, because that was my first love, and philosophy, and maybe a little bit of Eastern religions, which I hadn't really studied, but that whole Eastern thought really appealed to me. And then education, because I know that I love to teach. And he kind of looked at me and he kind of said like, well, that's kind of all over the place. (laughs) And I think maybe you should just be a psych major since you've already fulfilled those requirements. And hey, if you want to pick up a second major in philosophy, I'm happy to sponsor you. And that's what I ended up doing. 
But when I look back, you know, all of those things that I wanted to put together are kind of what I'm doing now. It was sort of like my best approach or my best, you know, way to kind of fit that global dream that I had into the confines of what college was offering at the time. So I always think back about that too. And think even then I was I was hearing my highest guidance and I was following it and I felt it was so important for me to have that overarching sense of purpose, but the world wasn't quite ready to mold itself to what I wanted to do. And so I gave a lot of that up. And by the time, and you know, some of you know the story, after graduate school, I got my PhD in psychology and I got to the end of that journey and my passion was gone. All the love that I had for these big questions like what is consciousness and understanding you know, what makes people tick and how we interact with the world and how we reason about things and really just you know, who we are and how we understand and interact with our world and what's the relationship between your body and your mind and your brain and your spirit. And the spirit was not a word that was in my vernacular, but you know, it was trying to get in there. It was trying so hard. And I got to the end of my academic journey and I realized my passion was gone. And there's nothing wrong with science or being an academic. And, you know, I know people that took that all the way and have done amazing things. Our guest, Chris Niebauer, and you can check out his episode, a neuropsychologist who kind of lived out what I thought I was going to do. And he's done amazing work and had an amazing impact on the world while also, you know, being a neuropsychology professor. But for me, something just, you know, it was gone. Something was missing and I didn't know what it was, but I just knew that, you know, I was not going to find it here. And so I left academia and I took some time to raise my family and start my family and do some writing and do some things. But during that period of time, I knew there was something I was supposed to be doing. Like I knew it, knew it, knew it. Again, that sense of purpose never went away, but I just didn't know what it was. And I tried some things, like I wrote some books that was really fun, but nothing really stuck, nothing really landed. And, you know, at the same time, my kids were struggling. I was struggling to be the best parent I could be. I had a lot of baggage from my own childhood that was getting in the way. And I didn't really like how I was showing up as a parent. I didn't think I was doing my best work. And also my kids had some issues and some of you have also heard me talk about I had a very out-of-the-box pediatrician and he is the one that kept sending me to all these wacky people like energy healers and medical intuitives and astrologers and acupuncturists. That was the first one, you know, and that acupuncturist was also medical intuitive, but I didn't figure that out until years later based on what he told me when I asked him how he possibly could get all that information from looking at my tongue. But anyhow, these things were all really out of the box for me. But what I was finding was they worked. They really worked. And I was finding too, as I worked with these people, without really realizing what was happening, my own intuition was reawakening. And the other thing that started to happen was these people kept saying to me, Victoria, you are so intuitive. What are you going to do with this? And that message got really, really loud out of a lot of different mouths. You know, it became a chorus. And it was at that moment that I really recognized, maybe not at that moment, maybe it took the chorus to get really, really, really loud and really strong, as it often does when we are looking at these kind of big earth-shattering changes in the whole way that we view ourselves and our reality. But anyhow, eventually I just started to listen. And The moment I did, the moment I made that intention, the moment I signed up for that first intuition development class, everything about my life started to change. And it started to change really, really rapidly. So when I teach now, I really like to teach about the power of intention. 
because for me, it was that moment that I sort of said, hey, universe, without realizing it, because I, I didn't believe in the law of attraction and it scared me a little when I when I heard about it. Um, and you guys know that from other episodes as well. So I won't go into that part of the story there. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really understand it at the time, but it was a call to the universe. It was a call to my higher self. It was telling my guides, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. And you know that's how intention works. The second part of my story that I think is really relevant is listening. You know, I started listening to the whispers. They were there for so long. And finally, I was like, okay, 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 show me, tell me I'm ready. And again, when we do that, when we align with that, when we start to make the agreement to listen and listen and listen more, it blossoms very effortlessly and very quickly. And that's how it was for me. Now, I hear some of you saying, you know, where's the work in this? Where's all the stuff that you had to do? You know, you teach about intuition development. What is all that about? Did it just happen? Well, yes and no. A lot of it did happen. So for me, a lot of it was setting the intention. And as soon as I started taking the class, meditating, stilling my mind, even a little bit, connecting a little bit more energetically, gifts just kind of started popping out right and left. And when I say gifts, please be aware I proudly refer to my intuitive gifts. And I proudly refer to them because we all got them. And I'm proud of the ones that I bring to the table. But we all have intuitive gifts. Everybody has gifts that their spirit and their soul is here to express. And we're all unique. So when I talk about my gift, I don't mean it's something that, you know, well, I do mean my unique gifts are mine and, and they're unique to me. And you may have similar flavors, right? But we all express our own divinity in our own unique way because that's just the name of the game. We are all unique expressions of the one divine source, right? So when I talk about my gifts, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a gift that one person in a generation has and that you don't have and you have to come to me because I'm the gifted one. Mm-mm, that is not what I mean. Um, but I am proud of the way that, you know, the gifts that I have, the tools and, and skills that my soul wants to share. And, and I love my work and I love what I do. And I love just watching it develop and grow. And I also, this is a true story, love learning about what other people's special sauce is and helping them tap into that, right? Or watching them or watching those gifts unfold because sometimes I don't have to do anything other than just be a witness, you know? So it's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. So for me, a lot of it was that. A lot of it was like just learning, watching, and opening that channel and opening my idea to the possibility that this could be a thing and discovering that a lot of what I've been doing all along was my intuition. And once I identified it and once I agreed to work with it even more, you know, it got even stronger. It got even stronger. The second thing that I did, and this was pivotal in my learning and growth and pivotal in my awakening, my intuition. And one of the reasons why I became a counselor as opposed to anything else, just one of the reasons, I'll tell you that part of the story in a minute, was that a lot of the work that I did was about undoing and clearing and healing a lot of that childhood gunk that most of us have. And I had a lot of it. So 
a lot of that conditioning, a lot of the, you know, early traumas and wounding and bruising and whatever you want to call. And I want to be careful about those words because it can kind of bring the energy of the conversation down. Because a lot of times we identify then with the wounded part of ourselves, and that's not really who you are at all, right? Those are just the masculine layers that you've accumulated being here on earth, right? That are just, you know, making it a little bit harder for you to shine your light. And so it's dust, man. It's just dust. And it's really about, you know, the two ways to get rid of the dust are shine your light brighter and occasionally, you know, get a hose. And so I did both of those things. I kept working on raising the vibe, but I also, you know, got out the hose and really started to clean things off and started to like release what didn't need to be there anymore. And really in so doing, got a really better, stronger, firmer connection with my true essence, with my true self and allowed more of that to come in. And that to me is what healing really is. It's where we kind of get all the gunk out of the way and more and more we bring in our own true light and essence into this physical incarnation and express that more and more. And as we do that, as we clear the channel, as we become aware of some of the emotional and mental gunk, when we start to know what it feels like to be in our highest self versus in our, you know, pain body or ego or blah, and we start to discern and feel the difference, again, we make more space for our highest wisdom and our highest selves to come in and and join the party of our human life. So that to me has been the biggest part of my journey. It's probably the biggest part of your journey too. It's probably why you're drawn to podcasts like this. And, you know, your intuition is pivotal in helping you to, you know, walk on that path in the most effortless and effective and beautiful and joyous way possible. And that's how it's been for me. And as we make that commitment to tune into our intuition too, right, it goes both ways. I've always felt like that enlightenment journey is assisted by that connection with our intuition. But of course, as we expand our intuition, it guides us on our enlightenment journey. So it goes both ways, right? The more you listen to your intuition, the more it guides you. And then the more you're guided and you awaken, the stronger your intuition is. And so it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's really an amazing thing. And it has been an amazing thing for me. So I've been talking now for a while. This by no means exhausts all aspects of the story, but you know, I hope that you'll find something in here in my little life journey and journey to awakening my intuition that maybe resonates with you. And if there's more questions that you have about the personal stuff, you know, send me an email, let me know, ask in the Facebook group because you know I'm not shy about sharing. And I'm always really happy to share those aspects of my story to the extent that they resonate with you, right? But remember too, we're all unique and we all bring to this world our own beautiful, unique perspective. And that perspective, whether it's mostly ego or really, 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 really aligned or anywhere in between, that perspective is actually exactly where you're meant to be and exactly the gold, really, truly the gold that you bring to this human experience. And of course, more and more, we want to align that perspective and start to see the world through the eyes of the divine um, because it's, it's a really beautiful place to see it that way. It really, truly is. But it's also important to be where you're at, love all aspects of yourself, of this human experience, and know you, who you are, exactly as you are on every step of the journey that you have so bravely 
decided to take here in this human experience, right? Every step is golden. And you too, you, my friend, are a beautiful, beautiful spark of the divine. And so thank you so much for listening to my story. And more importantly, thank you for living yours. And that is all that I have to share today. Thanks as always, for tuning in. I love, 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 love to hear from you all. I love to be able to do this. And I'm going to stop talking now. And namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.